0: What would you say you do here?
1: You shut your mouth when you're talking to me.
0: no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. This man sucks.
2: You know, we Paul, we definitely need to be more funny, but it's really tough when all these cool people keep dying. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, yeah, last time we were here, Betty White had died, and uh, who else? Bob Saget. And now Meatloaf. And Louis Anderson die on the same day. Yeah, I, I love I, both I, those guys. I was damn listening it. to uh, to um, oh my god, Bat Out of Hell. No, Bat Out of Hell too. No, 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 not album. I was listening to this other freaking Out of New York. This uh, show that uh, fuck was it Beats in Space. Was it no, but the guy goes. Space. The guy goes because everybody people were crying. because They were a the friend of Louis Anderson, so they're talking about. And then they were the funny kind of a talk show thing. They're not a okay. podcast, but he was like um, ah. F- fuck
1: OP, anyway he OP goes he goes he's a
2: spinoff from their show he's one of the people that that thing Ron Bennington oh yeah, Bennington yeah, yeah 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 he, he's a really great interviewer person but he was and way funnier about, than us yes because we're not funny anymore no we're not I think it's part of the symptoms of having COVID I don't think so because I don't think I ever had COVID I sound I think, like I, think, I had I think COVID you said you did a long time ago maybe allegedly that that antibody test said that I did and I'm like I don't I don't eh, but maybe I did in but the very it would have been way knows. in the beginning it's I've, possible I've had it I've been vaccinated You know I, I felt a little bit off here and there But not very much I thought I wonder if I would have taken or tested myself if I Would have been positive for it Yeah me. I don't know Anyway Anyway he's like He's like this is like becoming after a while Like a goddamn slasher movie <laughs> When you He's kind of And then Louie Anderson Whoosh. Like Betty White You kind of knew it was, it was happening Because She's she was 99 ag- goddamn ag- years old Aged Yeah Bob Saget was a hard one That That and then, like the, I watched a video of that Bob Saget was so fucking funny. He was been so like his language is so terse and just foul. But we didn't talk I, about it. We talked about it last time, didn't we? Yeah, Saget, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we, what I watched, I watched a video last night that almost brought me to tears. And it was a, it was a supercut of Bob Saget signing off with friends of his that were either on his podcast or he was on their podcast or they were just doing like a little uh, uh zoom call or something like all throughout the whole uh you know you know pandemic and all mm-hmm. that and all the lockdown shit and every it was a super clip he's like oh hey and it was every and the first one was the most heartbreaking one because it was h- him and Louie Anderson and oh, God. he's yeah. like hey Louie I love you man I just want to say if I, you, know, you know you know how this business is sometimes you just never get to see that person again I just want you to know I love you and he's like I love you too Bob and then and then a clip after clip after clip after clip was him saying that which is why I try my best never to do a, an Irish exit or mm-hmm. take for granted the fact that when I see people I care about, I tell them goodbye, try to give them a hug. Because mm-hmm. You never know when the last time you're gonna see somebody is gonna be, whether them seeing you or you seeing them, because you never know, you get into a car, you die, we're not being funny again. This is way too fucking dark. I used to be, I used to be nice and funny, and funny. I, I've <laughs> now lost I'm one just of those. now I'm just a bitch all the time. <laughs> the, uh, I remember there was a, uh, I may have learned this in therapy years ago, but I don't think it was. But it was a, there was a woman I was dating, and I, I thought she was really cool, and I was having lunch with her and her mother, and we were at some little restaurant in Marietta, Georgia, and, um, and it was true because I, I was really enjoying that lunch with them. we were having a good conversation. And kind of out of the middle of nowhere, I said, "I, Shara, I really, Shara, Shara Victor, Shara, I, I really, I really value you. Because I, I felt at that moment, I kind of felt it, you know, and I, and I, she goes, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, what do you mean? And I said, just some, nothing, just that's it. I said, I'm really enjoying this day. You know, we're clicking, we have a good conversation. I'm enjoying what's going on. Your mom's out with us. This is a cool you know, a couple hours we've got or an hour we've got and I just I just really value who you are. That you know that was just and I just dropped it at that And, point. and that was it. Yeah. And right? she's like, well that's really I okay, I value you too. That's not why I I'm not looking I'm for I'm not it. looking for validation. I'm just <laughs> right. I, it's something that I want you to know that I feel about you. Right. And which what, is cool. I like that. I it, think that's great. It's similar to the thing that we talked about uh you know you're supposed this is what you're supposed to be doing or something like that that I yeah, came the, up d- with. You said that to, I guess, some blues musician or a, something. Yeah, had a small venue in called Darwin's, and also Marietta, and uh, yeah, he was, it was like a, yeah, it was really good. You could tell he was really into it. You heard, and you, like, or you said that, and then I, you, um, me, you, and uh, Mailman Mike were over, uh, over at your old house uh-huh. and uh, put on a Black Keys record. Yes. And you were like, holy shit, these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing, uh-huh. which, that's a good statement about two guys you've never met mm-hmm. but to say that to someone who has devoted their life to doing whatever it is that what you are complimenting them on I don't mm-hmm. think that there's a better compliment than that yeah and it, it was kind of by accident it was like because I remember after this one song before he had his break I, I just heard you could hear the, the the skill and the the you could just tell that he really liked what he was doing he was kind of in the moment it was all working the crowd was there yeah and that's what I thought to myself I got, I just kind of came out to my own in my own inner voice. It's like, that guy's doing what he's supposed to be. You can tell he's not, like, supposed to be a sculptor and is kind of fumbling through this or it right. sucks at it. And, and I just decided I'm just going to tell him that, you know. He sat down at the bar next to me, whatever. I said, dude, you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And he kind of was taken aback by it. I was going to say, probably, if he's somebody like, told me that. He never really told me that, exactly. If someone said that to me about something, literally right. anything, I probably would, like, just be dumbstruck. Right It, at, it kind of was least. a little bit I wasn't trying to do that either But I guess most people Go man you're awesome Which he was yeah, man, You hear that awesome. shit all the time yeah. yeah But like yeah But it's When you say You're doing what you're supposed to be doing Yeah That's a very intense observation It's pretty fucking good Like it's a That's a really good That's one I will I, I've said to people before Definitely Yeah um, It kind of fits for a lot of situations It really does So Like there's just certain people Like um, Dave Chappelle Stand up is yeah. the only thing That that man could do yeah. It really I don't think he could do anything else. Really. He's um, and he even he's the first one to admit that. He's like, I can't I can't do anything else but stand up. There's I have no other skills. Right. I and in fact it's like Chappelle show, I didn't write those sketches. What came up with funny ideas and um Neil is that his name what the fuck is that guy's name? Neil uh deGrasse Tyson. Not Neil deGrasse Tyson. Was not a writer for Dave Chappelle. No, he was not. Crazy, I know. <laughs> No, the Neil white guy, Diamond, the, Neil Diamond. Neil, no, the little white guy, the little tiny, the I three mics guy. What the, the f- skinny? What the, what the fuck is well, his name? He's not little. He's kind of tall and thin, isn't he? Like a I don't know, it's Neil fucking, uh, Peart. No, oh Jesus Christ, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong gets to write for Dave Chappelle. For <laughs> <laughs> that's the most ridiculous. <laughs> Imagine how much better the Chappelle show would be if Neil Armstrong, Armstrong was really like really? that's one small cock for mankind. They're like I, oh God, I'm not sure Neil Armstrong really had much of a sense of humor, really. He cracked a couple dad jokes when, like, I was at the, (laughs) I mean, but I was also in like fifth grade or something, like at the. I get what. Before you tell me his name, give me the first letter of his last name, Neil, and then his first letter, and I'll get it within two seconds. called three mics. Three mics. Go ahead, Neil. Neil B. Bransford. (laughs) I know it's, (laughs) band, but baloney face. Yes, the amazing comedic <laughs> writer and stand-up comedian Neil baloney face. I can't remember even with the, that hint. You, I don't know what it is. Neil Brennan. Jesus. And he looks like a listener to an occasional listener to the podcast. Right. And a friend of mine, uh, one, Trace, Trace Lewis. One and, of the... and it freaks me out when I see Trace. And then last summer, Trace got these clear glasses, and I was like, bro, remember right. how we talked about how you kind of look like Neil Brennan? And he's like, oh, fucking again with this? And I'm like, now you really look like him. And I brought up that... <laughs> the three mics like the headshot from the three mics and he's like oh god damn it okay i guess i do like they really look a lot alike and he's like tall and thin like anyway one of the funniest uh uh, comedians in cars getting coffees with neil brennan uh, because there are a couple jews that are uh you know talking comedy but you like that show don't you Neil? i love that show yeah Uh, i thought it was a great concept right um, even though i don't like jerry seinfeld like that's so there's one moment where they were they had parked the car, and they were walking to some restaurant or a coffee place in the kind of a little courtyard area or something, and they were like, <laughs> Neil's so fucking funny. He's like walking a little bit behind and beside Jerry. Like they're not really in a conversation, but he's just back a little bit further, like another couple feet, and uh, and Jerry's kind of looking back. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, this is, like, this is like the perfect, and they're still walking to wherever they're going. This is like the perfect distance, like if we were a couple and we're kind of fighting but we don't want to have a public fight. But we're, but it's obvious we're not happy with each other. <laughs> I love that that. Like and then he, when he said that, I went, "That is exactly the distance." That's <laughs> that he, precisely. That, and that's why I, I personally think comedians are 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 the most in tune. Oh yeah. Of society, and they're a perfect reflection of society. That's right. why they need to. They they sh- should never be shouted down ever. Right. No matter what. No, you may not like what they have to say. That's too fucking bad. Don't listen to him. Well, it's like Mark Twain, you know, Samuel Clemens, whatever. Oh, he pissed off so many people. Well, he was a fucking atheist. He right. used to make fun of God people in the 1800s he was kind in of the, the United States. He's kind of the precursor. Like, I, I wonder who was really going around tour back then. Like, he did. He did tours and he, told stories. That's kind of like the precursor to the stand comedian. I would, I would. yeah, because he, he would do speaking engagements. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and big sellout auditoriums and stuff. Yeah he has that one amazing quote that uh it was it, he gave as a, a, a part of a, a talk one of those touring talks that he did like speaking engagements to some at some christian college or something like that and mm-hmm. he said uh uh um at the very beginning of it, it like cuz i've only read it obviously there's no audio recording of it but i've i've read it the the transcript mm-hmm. he goes well thank you thank you very much for inviting me and also once this is over Remember, you all invited me here, and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." And that's where the, uh, that quote that it, I, I I don't remember all of it, but it was a it was an anti religion, right? But it definitely wasn't pro religion. It was poking fun at a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like hypocrisy and whatnot. And the big one was like, you know, telling people that they can't do something because you believe in a a, a certain way is like. Uh, Tell me, I can't eat steak because you're on a diet. Yeah, I've I felt this too about any any kind of thing that someone like certain laws that are just ridiculous yeah. that we all know about. You yeah. know, it's like I don't like it, therefore you can't do it. Yeah, because I don't like it. That's so goddamn <laughs> anti-American. I can't yeah. believe. And, and like when people shout down communists, I'm like. So you're going to be the person who says we can only have these two types of parties in this country and nobody else is allowed. Do you know what that's called? It's called fascism. That's specifically <laughs> exactly. like the fucking definition of that. Mm-hmm. And people don't like that. And I'm like, it's about us, uh, saying like McCarthy. Like I said that to Don and I love I love to break his brain every once in a while mm-hmm. because Don is one of those people who will take in new information and and digest it but you almost have to slap him in the face with the new information. Mm-hmm. And it has to be somewhere, like, shocking. Like, when I told you him... You have to kind of reboot him. Yeah. We <laughs> almost have to, like, shock him, because otherwise he will just kind of dismiss it, which I mm-hmm. get, because I'm kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he said... Uh, he said, well, I, sh- I said something about me being a liberal, which is fine. I I am. But he wasn't being insulting about it, like a lot of people are. Right. And... Uh, Didn't and, call you a libtard yeah, or something. No, 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 yeah. no. Nobody's ever done that to my face. Yeah. um, The... uh. Uh, but he, he said something I'm like, I, I don't know, man That uh, The whole genius behind the Constitution Is that it can be changed And I think it's high time we do so It's been a long time I think the founding fathers would be highly disappointed That we don't that have we any, didn't change up more than we more don't, amendments. don't have 75 amendments You guys have any, you guys only evolved yeah. this far In 250 years So, uh, Don I said, Don, you know what bothers you? Because he just kind of like dismissed me Kind of rolled his eyes I'm like, Don, you know what bothers you about uh, Like really bothers you about me? I'm a liberal who owns guns believes in the Constitution, and I vote. And that terrifies you. And he just kind of, <laughs> like, you could see, like, the equations and shit happening in his head. He goes, you are absolutely right. <laughs> but I love that your arguments are always well-founded in some sort of research. You're just not shouting from emotion. And I'm like, right. thank you. I appreciate that. That's the discourse that should which, be happening. Which too many people are, are involved. They, it's And it's hard to do, right? If you're thinking through something, like, before... People are just to think a little bit before they say stuff Like we're all guilty of not doing Of course, of course um, And uh, uh, then You would say, you know, is this really a, a true enough statement to say You know Right Or is, right. It, is it valid enough Or should I just keep my big hole? Dad, why don't you just shut your
1: big, big yapper. yapper
2: Exactly <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Oh man and Chris Farley—that's another great. That's too bad. Although that was twenty-five years ago, but whatever. It was a while, um, back. a back, while uh, back, yeah, yeah, a while back. Still stings, though. Still stings. The man's body of it work does. is too shallow. Look, every once a month, I've got to go to that, go on uh YouTube or someplace to watch the clip of the motivational speaker. You know, when he's uh, doing it's so this. funny. On the break, <laughs> we're gonna watch the one where he goes to Colombia and talks to the Colombian drug lords' kids in Spanish, and, and kind of in like, Spanish you guys keep smoking these doobies and doing this crack cocaine, and I'm just thinking they don't have crack cocaine in Colombia. They have they have the good stuff. They
1: have the regular powder. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. They're
2: going to that crack cocaine. You'll be living in a van circa Deune Rio. <laughs> when he said that, I you know how you've talked about how you've laughed so hard like the South Park movie that you hurt yourself? Right. I, I, I know I, I, I pulled something. I fucking in... pulled. I know I pulled a muscle, and I probably pissed a little bit when he said circa de Un Rio. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. But anyway. Oh god. Uh, yeah, like there's certain people that are, like we said, certain people just doing what they're supposed to be doing. Chappelle should should be doing stand up. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's the problem. I think most people I think most people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I think that's a that I agree. I agree, and, I agree 100%. You can see it cuz you know yeah. they're not really happy. Look, if you're even if you're not making like let's say a shitload of money if that's your goal or not, but if you're really satisfied you're getting some kind of a self-actualization out of your work or your business or your life you're not going to be an angry pissed off person and that's right argue and go on Facebook like we all do sometimes and start bashing people well look at me like throwing around kegs clarifying beers cleaning tons of brewing equipment and 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 all everything that goes along with that Mm -hmm. is not a dream job but I love it Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm i if I have some other other little personal things going on in my life that make me not as happy as I want to be, but I'm way better than I was Mm -hmm. when I was at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just so much better. Now I will say on Saturday, uh, one of my, a good friend of mine came, uh, she was visiting from out of town she came to visit me for about a half hour or so at the brewery and I don't get to see her very often. And, uh, um, She's go, she goes, all right, well, I haven't seen you since you quit the hospital. How are you doing? I'm like, fine. And she goes, was it really that bad? I'm like, that place can burn to the ground. I don't give a fuck.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And she's like, wow. And I'm like, I kind of hope that that place collapses to teach people a lesson. Well, what we need, then is want, a better I don't, hospital at some I, point. That's what we need. I know. And sometimes. sometimes, And they are good people there, obviously. There's amazing people there. Yeah. And and there were even more amazing people. You treat, uh, treat amazing people like shit for long enough, they fucking leave. Yeah. That's why that video I sent you, which I should put out on our, our podcast page, so, so as many people can see it. It's a New York Times, kind of a deep dive, uh, you know, 15, 18 minutes and several interviews with uh, nursing, uh, people that were in nursing, that are in nursing, people that have quit since then and why. Mm-hmm. And they're from all over the country, from different hospitals, private, public and everything in between. And everything was the same. Like, there's no such thing as a nursing shortage. There's so many nurses out there. Mm. There's just a shortage of nurses that will that are willing they're to put up to with work. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. There's a shortage of nurses that can push up put up with bullshit, and mm-hmm. which is what I told you. I've to, mm-hmm. and I've oh, yeah. and I've told many people this. I'm like, when they say that there's a nursing shortage, yeah, there's a nursing shortage around here or in other locales that are have uh, you know hospitals that were mismanaged. So like. I don't I don't know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm much happier doing what I am doing. Right. You're doing and less and, of what you're not supposed to be doing. Yes. I'm doing say uh, that right yeah, doing less of what I'm supposed to, or what I'm not supposed to be doing. Right. If that makes sense to anybody, but it, I feel like a lot of people know that about they. They know that Look deep that, down that they're oh, I'm not. Sorry, never mind, never mind. If it comes up again, I'll show it to you. I'm sorry, people. I feel like we need to turn the TV off whenever we're no, podcasting. No, it's fine. Go ahead. It's distracting you. I know. Go ahead. It's distracting. I'm I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, yeah. you're engaged? When did you get engaged? Oh my God, who are you engaged to? <laughs> Who's the lucky <laughs> gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna take care of you in your elder years or you're what? not gonna pass judgment on me now no fucking judgment oh, okay, yeah. way, I don't give a shit it's like you could marry that fucking chair i don't care. you didn't come out of the closet you came out of a fucking great room that's what you did oh my you? god He sashayed right out of that great room Do they still call groom's great rooms anymore what no that well that's a does that's a art uh it's a architectural style I know but I just wonder if it's like because I know I didn't even know of a great room until probably the eighties or something yeah. Or I just wonder if it's still a thing. I think so. okay. All right. Such a strange question on the podcast in the middle <laughs> of nothing. right. No, we're talking <laughs> about people quitting and not a nursing story uh, people right and, and a lot of people are finding that the great resignation is not really great resignation. It's just shifting where like where people will they figure out another way to make income in doing something that they maybe like. Or they enjoy better. I I watch ad nauseum CNBC early in the morning because it's uh, a. Well, here's what I love about living on the West Coast is that, you know, at 5 a.m., there's already an awesome, you know, business program going on at 7 a.m. in New York or 8, depending on what time of the year it is. Right. And uh, so it's like, that's really cool. I can watch it for an hour before you really get going. Uh, Or, um, I was going to say, oh, any kind of big interviews they have, like nothing's really going here too much. Or I can drive around and listen to it on a satellite radio and um, they've talked about this before. And of course all the people that are more conservative on the show say, well, that's because all the free money's sloshing around and they're doing the Stay home, and you can still get government money. And they, but that's not all. That's gone now. Yeah, and, and, and still it, people still aren't coming back. Now I'm sure there was there were people out there that were there were 100%. taking advantage and people, whatnot. Right, no matter what you're doing, people are taking advantage. Absolutely, I know people now that are lying about shit that are before you know. I just, Absolutely, and that that's a, that's that happens. There's always a certain percentage of, but people aren't quitting their the breadwinners are not quitting their jobs and going to something right. else. Because they can survive on eighteen hundred dollars every three months, or nine hundred dollars a month per kid. I know that's not what they're doing. I but- know right now of several, eh, I guess three uh, people that are I guess younger than me that didn't like what they were doing anyway. But they're they're actually are taking care of their parents because their parents are. More, I don't want to get off on COVID stuff But they're they're taking care of them They said can, yeah, the, can you go shopping for us and do this We'll just take care of your but You can stay here you pay your bills And you, right. you take care of and, us and, and they didn't have a real career at That was just a shitty job And they went Alright I don't keep... need this shitty job And I'm right. going to go do something That is necessary And take care of my family And then right. Well then Which somebody kind of the way it used to be By the way A little bit more Yeah yeah, it's I mean, true. And people add people who cared about people. I swear, during COVID, I've seen more businesses open up in the in Kingman than uh, new new and original businesses open up mm-hmm. in Kingman than I ever have before. And I feel, I feel like people realizing that what they they're unhappy doing what they're doing because they're only doing it just to make a dollar, and then they realize. That's not a way to live. That's right. not living. That's that's existing. Right. And we humans weren't meant to just exist. We we're meant to live and yeah. do things. Yeah. Um and then also there you have uh and so what that that did is it's kind of like what we've talked about with um uh the restriction of uh employer-based healthcare, like was oh, the biggest thing. It's a big impediment mm-hmm. to creativity yep. and people coming up with new shit. Because and I I know people aren't going to like this. Some people might like not like it and that's fine. That's why you have a lot of newer shit coming out of Canada, right? And 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 I say that saying like, what do you? What the fuck are you talking about? People, let's say I had an idea to open up. I don't know, like open. I wanted to open up my own um, uh, cider house, right? I mm-hmm. want to make ciders because. There's not enough of them. We I was going to say a twi- we, Twizzler store. Uh no, I was thinking about opening up my own Sizzler franchise, Oh, but not, we're going to sell not, Sizzler Twizzlers. We're going to sell Twizzlers next door though. We have a Twizzler <laughs> Sizzler, Sizzler Twizzler. All you Man, can eat I like Twizzlers. It. Because I'm a Twizzler guy, and Portia, no matter what you think about Red Vines, I don't give a shit. she's a Red Vine? Yeah. She thinks that she is. Shots fired. She's making poor decisions in her early 20s as a Red Vine person, and I am a Twizzler person, as are all fellers, and clan fellers does not fuck with Red Vines. I'm going to have to get a package. (laughs) That's like the most intense I could be about that conversation, but I've given her tons of shit about it. That's a heater right there, right across the plate. Fastball. I'm like, what kind of great value brand dog shit? just nastiness red vines are you eating, right child i'm like i like red vines (laughs) nasty before you come to the (laughs) studio next time we'll try to remember you to buy a package of red vines sorry whatever we'll do a red vine and a package of twizzlers yeah and we will do a side-by-side comparison i think she called me twizzler trash one time and i was just like oh you little shit and Whatever. here's what you want to do. You want to hide the packages from me, and you, they probably look a little bit different, but you probably know what they look like. Well, because, no, they have completely different different textures, and if you've ever had either one I, of them, I, you're going to know the difference. Yeah. I think I know which one is which, but yeah. I, I, as far as how they look. because my, my, my I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of either one, but I would be try to be objective and try one and then try the other and say, okay, if I were to purchase, I'd go for this, this one yeah. here. I mean, where, where did the child go wrong? Like, I have no happened? idea. I don't know where I went wrong, but yeah. is, there, I, is her mom a red vine? She, uh, she has, I have no idea. I like to think she isn't because, but maybe she is. Maybe she got into red vines because she ran out of Twizzlers and started doing that. Like, if you can't afford cocaine, you're going to switch to crack. So now, now you're on. Crack. Now have got these. Now we've got these. These. Uh, Disgusting people that will steal from their own family to feed their red vine addiction. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. God, Jesus Christ! It's
2: so it's so ridiculous I can't be, keep a straight. Face. We're gonna do a deep dive and then do, we do a financial deep dive too, and see what what the, the parent yeah. companies are, what the stock value yeah. is, what the market market value. Right. Is. Okay. Back to my <laughs> original point. Oh, okay. you let's had a point? say uh, let's okay. So <laughs> you had a point. I had no. There is a point. Okay. Let's say I wanted to open up a cider house, which Got I it. would love to do that someday, but I, it probably sure. won't happen in this state okay just because of regulations so i would say i wanted to do that but i have say an underlying health condition where i need to have you know i have diabetes and Mm -hmm. i need insulin right too many twizzlers (sighs) right not enough red (laughs) vines. shut up porsche (laughs) no uh and let's say uh, i have this underlying condition and my employer-based health care is what pays for that if i had to pay out of pocket it'll cost me a thousand dollars a month which is that sounds like a crazy figure, but it might actually be more than that. When you look at it might at, be more than that. If now. you look at gliberide, if some people if they're type two and you're taking gliberide or you have your insulin, da, da, da right. your insulin dependent, type one. So let's say I have that so now you can't you're not even gonna think about doing, right. doing this. Yeah. Right. So then like the barrier to me opening up my own business, a new creative business, a new thing that pumps money into the economy mm-hmm. and may potentially employ people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Is that and, and improves my life because I'll be happy insurance. not doing all that. And yeah. the barrier to that is health insurance. Right. We've talked because about this I before, can't afford it. Where people will get married or get divorced or stay married or stay divorced or fake or, a marriage. Yeah, or stay in a job that they hate for 15 years. Because, because of health insurance. Because of health have good, Oh, this is great health insurance. But I fucking can't stand my boss, the people I work with, or the drive, or the you know, commute, and or anything. And think about all the other issues that arise from being that unhappy. Yeah productivity sucks at work your productivity is nope. going to suck at work your God. your home life is probably not going to be very good no nope. you're going to be stressed out all the time because you're unhappy because you're doing something you're you don't want to be doing right and so on and so forth and and you know this uh uh you know, nose the grindstone, that, 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 like that work ethic thing that was like beat into us from like the 40s and pull 50s. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Which by the way, is I, bad. I explained the, the yeah. actual meaning behind pulling yourself up. It's not your what people bootstraps. think it is. It's a complete fucking opposite of what people yeah, think it is. Because you can't physically pull yourself right. up by your own so bootstraps. So it's kind, of kind of a, not a joke, but it's a, um, it's, it's saying, I'm it. hey it's man, I'm out here trying to pull myself up by my bootstraps and I need fucking help. That's the proper way of using that phrase. It's kind of like the, uh, blood is thicker than water is a misquote it's the right. the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb meaning uh relationships formed uh by choice are much stronger than relationships formed by birth right Which it's like is two t- pairs of footprints in the sand and then it's four pairs and no no it doesn't that's not how it works it's two pairs <laughs> wait, wait hold on thing. it's got to be your bull yeah, I can get a good head by sticking I, I can get good head, <laughs> you can get good head. <laughs> I like how I your, fucked up Chris joke By sticking Barnes your Jake up a bull's ass No, it's not No, I can uh, T-bone steak I can get by. a good look at a T-bone steak by sticking my head up a bull's ass But I'd rather take, take the, the, the butcher's word for it yeah. And then he gets surprised when he gets it right So no. And I'm also surprised I got it right. So, so anyway, let's say I you know I have this great idea that it, that might change, could potentially change my my it would it would change my life for the better, but it would, could potentially change my community for the better. I'd have this and da 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 da. Right. But I I'm not ever gonna make the choice to ju- take that leap because I can't afford to because yeah. my health care shit costs more money and I have to make that a priority. Once you eliminate that, you open up so many possibilities. That's why you see. Like like if you re- removing barriers of entry just into little any to anything is always a good thing, well it, just like the nano brew laws that they have in several u s states like Ohio included they if you wanted to open up uh you you can uh for folks for those of you who don't know uh you know to manufacture say beer, you have to have a specific kind of license and allows you in Arizona allows you to make your beer. On-premises, serve it on-premises and to people, that, and sell what, it to go and distribute it. It's, called? it's, called it's, a, it's series a series three microbrew three. license. So there's there's like there's like eighteen series licenses. Jesus, seven a series seven is uh is beer and wine or yeah, and series six is ah. anyway the one that matters in this in this context is it's series three. three. The equivalent in uh, and 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 it, and it costs X amount of dollars and da 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 like all this other thing, but you can only open up in areas. Uh, like in a building that is like commercially zoned. Sure. Okay. okay. That's expensive. That's sure. a huge barrier. Oh yeah. Especially for starting out because you're gonna so what are you gonna do? Get a loan for a million and a half dollars and just eat that and if right. if you fail at it. Right. Most people don't want to start off that big and they're afraid to make that leap. And a lot so, of people don't want to loan the money for that amount either. Right. Like, well, you, what the so, th- what the fuck are you Again, doing? that's a huge yeah. barrier to yep. somebody who may be super creative and come up with some amazing shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a barrier. So what a lot of states have done, they've they've eliminated that barrier to a, to a degree. Uh, the equivalent to a series three microbrew license in the state of Ohio um, has a sub version of it, and it is a it's a it's a nano brew, and you ha- you can't brew over, I think it's over ten thousand gallons in a year. That's a lot. It's actually kind of a lot. Yeah, um, you can't brew over ten thousand gallons a year. Otherwise, you have to pay for the most more expensive license. But what that lower amount allows you to do, you're exempt from zoning laws, and that's a, that's across the state. It has nothing to do with the local. Really, locality. you can go any house I in could, Ohio. I could open up a brewery in my mom's garage at, and in, sell in, beer in out of Ohio, as long as I have. A controlled area, like a chain, that shows everybody within this area that's consuming alcohol is over the age of twenty-one or is twenty-one or older. of so like what con- it is now, anyway. At a you, bar, you ha- yes, you have your controlled. Yeah. So you have to have a controlled area, yeah, and you have to have your brewing area chained off as well because that's considered a dangerous area. You have to have a three-compartment sink, and and you have to have you have to comply with the health code. That's it. That's not that tough. It wouldn't. No, it? it's yeah. not. And the the license is cheap. It's like two hundred and fifty dollar one time fee, and like a hundred dollars a year or something like that. Wow. That eliminates. So that encourages... Uh, here, so here's what you know. happens with that. I'll just give you one example. It's a, a brewery called Zoftig. Zoftig Brewery. They also have a Hops the Cat as their brewery cat, which I thought was cool as hell. Yep. They're around the corner from my brother's house in uh, Westerville area, North Columbus. The first time I, I went there was 2016, I think it was. 2015 or 2016. Mm-hmm. I went there and was blown away, and, but and it was in a storage unit. Right, it was wow. like in a. uh it was a bigger storage unit. Like you could you could definitely fit probably two, but that's where full size vehicles there any, in there. People were storing beds and furniture. Yes. next door. That it was in a shit. storage unit, but it was a storage unit that also was plumbed in each one. And there were some people that had like they had little shops in there where they would work on their vehicles or whatever. That's cool. But See, they, that's kind of stuff you need. But anyway, but, go but it's not it's not the right kind of zoning that you would normally open up a brewery in. But they right. were able to do that because it because of that nano brew law right. or nano brew uh, license. So I talked to those guys for a bit and I was like, man, these guys, these guys really are doing their shit, man. They're this is really, really good. I like their style too, because none of their peers were under eight percent alcohol. I just <laughs> dig that. Yeah. I thought that was funny as shit. Okay. So now that go was twenty big or go home. That was like twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, something like that. I went back there in twenty eight late twenty eighteen. That's when we went it's rock and roll hall of fame and all that mm-hmm. stuff. They were in twenty eighteen, they were they had already purchased a humongous building in downtown Wester I think it's yeah, it's in downtown wow. Westerville, bottom floors brewing area, second story was serving a service area with pizza and all that wood fire pizza, all that stuff uh, up on top of the third story was like a nice patio up there it's you know just beautiful well mm-hmm. incredibly well done, and they were able to do that because the barrier to entry was uh, was was eliminated or one of them was eliminated the cost these- the cost of a commercial building that's all a big gamble yeah. when you first open up they're doing it right. Right. Uh, um, Washington state has the same laws, uh, has the same uh, regulations as well. So, Mm -hmm. Mike, once you eliminate that barrier, then people can start doing they can start doing things that make them happy and potentially can make a lot of other people happy, employ people, pump money into the local economy. Or you can just sit there like some useless automaton and not follow and chase your your dreams or whatever it is and do something happy. So like like, I'm sure that that guy that started that brewery. Was in a dead end, hated his fucking life, but he loved a yeah. homebrew, and then got into it, and now he's creating a goddamn empire in like five so, years. This is not a barrier, but it's kind of similar. I listened to a, um, a podcast talking about zoning or restrictions, or I guess it would be a barrier, but it's not quite the same category, but to me, it really is. So, l- long time ago in like New York City when they had all these disasters with the kind that famous. Dress manufacturing, fire. Oh, killing. oh, yeah. It was yeah, that yeah. thing? But there's all. The, but there were other businesses that were kind of mixed in certain areas, and they said we got to separate the industry from the this, which sounds good. But then that evolved eventually into you know, like we have out here in industrial parks, and there's residential areas, and there's this, and there's this, you know. But that that's kind of killed the community feel. Yes, with but but some places still have the community. You know, some older neighborhoods kept all that where yeah. you have an apartments, or there's also a bagel shop, and then there might be a restaurant maybe a haberdashery thing but there's haberdashery i just used that word i can't believe it (laughs) oh my god folks just so you know paul drove out here to the airport in his packard (laughs) that he bought from the dealership that his dad bought a covered wagon from (laughs) so anyway oh god Unless but you you're gonna talk saying. about Burma shave signs or some sh. But but the trend is <laughs> the, <laughs> the trend is to go back to that now, and it should be because because ne- what that also encourages is more driving. Yes, if you hear traffic jams, more fuel being consumed, and let's get in, on the road now. Everybody's mad when they get to work because of the traffic. Yeah, and they come home and now they're mad and they kick the dog and their well, wife because hey. they're you know in traffic. It's one of the more hilarious things I can think of. Is like you go to Las Vegas. This is one of the first times I've ever seen one of these. Now they've popped up all over the nation, but that outdoor mall. Right. Where the guitar center is, they have a yard house. They have right. a playground for the kids. Right. That looks. It's just a. It's a. It's You're just right. like everything else in Las Vegas. It's a fake downtown area of like a small town because yeah. it looks like downtown Troy, Ohio. Downtown Yellow Springs it looks and like downtown Dayton. It looks like all these places that I've been to that have right and tra- still have so that walking. So they're trying to bring yeah. that back. They yeah. should have. Do they have in those same areas in Vegas? They have little areas where you can live, like little apartments and stuff too, that are right in those areas. They have those downtown. Okay, I know that they have like they have artist lofts and shit like right. that down there. See, yeah, I would do that if I you know I've got this weird hobby and business. That requires a lot of space Which is I love it I love the career path I chose But you know, if I were to If I had a, you know, a reboot You know Given your Okay you've done this You've done that what, what would you do I would I would live In that way somehow In a cool town Downtown That's a little bit bigger Than Kingman let's say It's more More uh, Cosmopolitan Shall we say With some cool Little oh. uh, With a b- bodego And this kind of All that kind of stuff You know And, and that would be really neat Yeah You know Bodego Is that to say that right? Mm mm. debauchery No, that's not it. Say it with me. Bo D- de Ga. 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 Lady we, we, Gaga. Ga. Ga-ga, <laughs> ga. <Ga-ga! laughs> Did you ever see the Foo Fighters get introduced on Saturday Night Live by uh, Christopher Walken? And no. And he are asked saying? him, like there's first off, you need to watch the clip of dave grohl impersonating christopher walken <laughs> it, do a it, it does a great job the only other person i can think of that does a better job than him is uh jay moore who always did jay moore is great jay moore and he did and he did he did christopher walken's voice on the simpsons for like 25 seasons i didn't know because they would always have a christopher christopher walken like <laughs> oh yeah that's that sounds about as much fun as christopher Walken reading bedtime stories and he's like good night's moon good nights, <laughs> cow like and it's like and it's so fucking funny anyway you no know, Dave Grohl he's he, he goes he told him uh uh you know Christopher Walken asked him okay I'm gonna be introducing you guys how do I say your name what's what's the emphasis on and he's like what is it foo or on fighters and Dave Grohl's like I don't know like, I guess it's on fighters and he's like okay and he's like ladies and gentlemen foo fighters <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, we will watch the clip in fact that's a good way david the, should have busted out and not been able to fucking start to sing or play is what he should have, i should have I, happened. I can't believe that they were able to play it's a good thing he usually has long guitar intros because that gave him time to laugh and get his shit together Fu fighters ladies and gentlemen Fufidas. fighters and on that note folks we're going to take a yes, break okay please. we'll be right back
0: There's nothing left inside.
2: There's not a single Meatloaf song that, if it came on the radio when you're driving down the road, that you would turn off or change the channel. Down, you, no. you only turn it up. Yeah, that is something that I'm thinking about. I'm not a I'm not a Meatloaf super fan, but I I love um you know now that Mr. Loaf is no longer with us, which is so funny that <laughs> there's all kind of jokes with that. We all know you've this. cracked that joke m- multiple times about Meatloaf. I have. Yes, about oh, Mr. Loaf. Yeah, like that. It's just funny. <laughs> so I'm driving. You know, it was the day that it was last week. and we found out that uh, you know Mr. Loaf passed. <laughs> and I'm oh, sorry. I'm like they're talking about him on NPR as I'm cruising around town, and uh, it's early in the morning. And uh, Steve Inskeep on NPR in the morning, right? And Steve Inskeep's like a. Let's flash back to an interview I had with uh, Meat Loaf, Marvin Lee a day, who's no longer with us, uh, from 2012 or something like that. Typical. Mm. NPR, Super uh-huh. soft, you know, uh-huh. sweaty balls, that kind of, uh-huh. yeah. And he goes, and then and he starts playing the interview. And he goes, so uh, what do I call you? Do I call you Mr. Loaf? And he just, <laughs> and I <laughs> lost it. And I heard I heard meat Loaf go, actually, just call me Meat. Meat. <laughs> and he said it like that, and they both busted up laughing. And then, they, but they, 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 listening to the conversation, the best way to describe Meat Loaf is someone actually told Meat Loaf this. <clears> he said, you're not a singer. You're an actor. Who plays a singer That's very true Well and, and then he went into that And uh, the interviewer Stevens Keep was like uh, Explain explain why that's accurate And he goes When I when I don't he that I've never written songs I don't write songs I add things here and there But we, songwriters do that I, That is not talent That I do not have
1: mm-hmm.
2: But I also act And I don't write screenplays So I'm okay with that And I'm like Oh fucking he's right, because he's been in a ton of movies. Mr. Lope was in, uh, uh, God damn it. He was uh, in Fight Club. Y- yes, and uh, I'm thinking of the uh, Wayne's World. Yeah, he was in Wayne's World. He was, the, he was the, not the bouncer, he was the ticket guy, he was the gate guy at, yeah. the, at the fucking, yeah. what's the name of that bar they would all go to. Yes. Whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Um, And he was in that movie, God damn it, with, uh, he was a bus driver in, um... Wait, was he the bus driver in, for the Spice Girls movie? I think he was. But he was also a bus driver or something for the... Tr- it was a Steve Martin movie where Steve Martin was like an evangelical preacher that was just scamming people out of money and that would yeah. drive around. I cannot remember the life, but I just remember thinking that was around the time when I first heard Meatloaf well, That I knew oh, who okay. Meatloaf was. was. Yeah. And uh, I was watching that and I'm like, "Is that, that's the guy from that music video? Because the music video for I Would Do Anything For Love but I won't do that mm-hmm. is very sexually suggestive with mm-hmm. the female. There's a vocalist. She has like a little solo or I, she may sing throughout the song. It's been 20 years since I've listened to it. Right. But I remember watching it and she was very much wearing a nineties negligee that was laced up with breasts about to pop open. And I can remember being in like eighth grade in the lunchroom. Going to please pop open. And, I mean, there's, I can tell <laughs> a friend of mine who I haven't seen in 20 some odd years, mm-hmm. old friend, Brian, he goes, I just watched that video. I'm like, just
1: break, just break. And we're in
2: eighth grade. We're at like a prime of walking around with more testosterone in our bodies than a juiced up bodybuilder. And I was just I now thinking back. The funny thing is, is like, I can remember that being one of those pivotal conversations about – how hot that woman was, this and that and the other, like just being gross teenage boys. Right. Literally not knowing what the hell we're talking about because like I think I may have been the only one in the group that even touched a boob at that point. Right. And uh, uh, the um, so I remember there, like a couple weeks before we were talking about how Jurassic Park the movie was just as good as the book. And then the next week we're talking about this woman's breast being popped open. That's how quickly boys change their shit. <laughs> I feel like women ease into that shit. Boys just one day walk up and we're like, wait, or we wake up and go, boner. Well, I have, what am I going to do with this thing? Right. Uh, uh, well, all right. Nine times today probably. So you know what I mean? So like so that, that was description a, of Mr. Lopez, is perfect, though, because if you think about all the of little, him being the an vi- actor who sings. Yeah, the oh, videos or concerts, he, like he... He's, he's acting, it's a fucking intense, dramatic fucking play when he's singing those songs. And and it's, I had never, I never got a chance to see him live, but I after I heard them talking about that, and then what he went on to say, before I started talking about me being a horny kid, um, <laughs> he went on in this interview, just from a few days ago, he, he said, uh, every, every sh- like tour that I ever did, we put together a backstory. Mm-hmm. And that's why our, our set lists were, were different, and, you know, and we still play the hits, but sometimes we didn't mm-hmm. because it didn't fit into the narrative, and that's why my outfits were different every time I was playing a character, and I got into that role, and I sang it that way. Wow. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant, and, and, and he goes, nobody's ever asked me that before. I, so I've been doing that for years, and, but the my friend that said that I'm an I actor. I just who learned sings. something about Meatloaf. Yeah, I didn't know this either. He did that on purpose. It was all purposeful. I remember when he was. They were popular and hot. Every time they were going to be playing, like on, like say SNL or something like I made sure I watched it because they were yeah. so fucking well, good. And, and Meatloaf, not having, and, and I've spoken with friends of mine who are in bands or were in bands. I have one friend of mine who was in a very, very, very popular uh, emo band back in the 2000s. They're still around, but he quit the band because he just couldn't do it. And I remember having a conversation with him several years ago about how it's easier if you're a solo artist who can just sing or you can just play the guitar Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. surround yourself with incredible musicians because if if a record company believes in you as a front man or front lady or whatever... Um, they will find the musicians, and they're usually ten times better than the musicians you would have been in a band with in a garage. And Absolutely. He, and yeah. he said, That makes me sound like an asshole, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I then I brought up the almost famous.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: with that, like and like that guy, and he goes, Yeah, that guy was the most talented guy in that band, and he was not it that the guitarist. He didn't belong in that band. Not in anymore, the band, yeah. But he was in the band because he'd always been in the band. Mm-hmm. Right? And He's stuck with them because he's not an asshole that was just going to leave this band. Now that now that he has risen to stardom, mm-hmm. and those guys are stu- stuck mid grade, and so and that was like kind of a nasty like it's a it's one of those things that I'm sure not a lot of touring musicians w- would like to talk about because it makes you sound like an asshole. But mm-hmm. if you have art that you want to get out there, and you've got four people behind you that were helping you, and now it's not working, yeah, and they you you need, need to do a yeah. solo project. Yeah. some bands can survive that; some bands can't. Nope. you know. So anyway. So we were so talking me, about that's why Meat Loaf is always so his shows were always so goddamn good is because he put together production value as far as the drum, the drama and then was able to like surround himself with like 20 top-notch fucking touring musicians. And that was great about them too because if I recall he and and she they they didn't play anything, right? I don't think they did. They were just the the front singer both of them. Were the uh, Mr. Loaf and the his sidekick well the back the, that was on bad out of the hell too that was in Correct. the 90s that was right. when that when that one came out but I don't know about the the older stuff too I just know that in that you know I I, I don't I know her, if, I should know her name too that's terrible yeah I can't think of her name either I don't I yeah but I want to say it was Bonnie Tyler but it's not she covered a bunch of meatloaf songs in the 80s it might be a Bonnie though it could be a Bonnie anyway uh, but but I remember every time you see them perform I mean they're they're brain it you are you believe them, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's like that line in the yeah. in the, the Johnny Cash movie, you know, like, well, what's wrong with the, what's wrong with the gospel? When I'm singing, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You don't. You, right. You, don't, you when got a problem not, with God? You believe them when they're singing yeah. the song and or, like bad out of hell, and just yeah. doing that or two or the three. Yeah. When they, you believe it, and that's part of the the showmanship stuff too, or the real stuff. That's part of singing that, really good it, live like, music. Like you believe it. It's kind of like okay, they're not just standing up there is, singing. This is a weird. This is a. Uh, a weird comparison, but it, it fits in in line with what you're talking about. Um, the No Doubt song "Don't Speak" right. probably, arguably, yeah. their biggest hit. It probably sure. was their biggest hit. Yeah. "Don't Speak" was was written uh, about the breakup of Tony Kanal, the bassist for No Doubt, and Gwen Stefani,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they he's she's forced to sing it every night because it was their biggest fucking hit on Tragic Kingdom, and I think their biggest hit probably overall. But when you hear her sing that, it's real. And right. when you see him on stage, and like he knows, he knows he fucked up. Right. He knows he fucked up. Yeah, thirty years later, he knows he fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he's like I'm still. And you believe it, it. because yeah. it really happened. It's kind of like like that's why Rumors is one of the greatest albums of all time because of you know Fleetwood Mac's Rumors because of what was going or on at the time shit, the yeah. the wife swap, the cocaine use, the heroin use, yeah. the, all sorts of shit was going on. But they all played so well together and they got through that shit. And then you look at the Rumors tour and it's like. Fuck man, these guys went through this shit. So and I heard it's a, so good. I heard an interview with Chris uh, Chris Isaac, uh-huh. which is a, a wicked game. You know that's that's his yeah. big song. So I heard. An interview, I think it was like on NPR also. I think, but they were asking about that song. Of course, it, they, it was his big. Did they talk thing. about the video? A little bit because the music video I learned on pop up video. He actually they just cut, yelled cut and continued to make out in the fucking yeah. Sand. I heard about that. I just thought that was a funny and then started dating very quickly after. So do you know what that song is about? Uh, no. Okay, so this is, this is one of the coolest interviews I heard because it was like, oh, man, that's, I, I, love the, I love some backstories of songs. Oh, absolutely, like, that, yeah. That's one of the funnest parts of music, really, if you listen to yes. the artists. If, some of them say they just put something together, they have a good tune, they just run with it, but the stories are the ones that are really fun. Yeah. So he was, um, had a conversation with his girlfriend at the time on the phone, and they were having troubles, and then she goes, well, I just think we just need to talk about this in person. I'm going to come over, or whatever it was, and he knew that when this conversation was over that she was going to break up with him. Yeah. And he knew that it, it was like a 20 30 minute drive or something to his oh, apartment. Man. Don't don't dump a fucking and songwriter, he, man. Don't and, do it. And he wrote that song Wicked Game, you know, about about he knew that was going to happen. And so that that's what the Look at a game you play to make me feel this way. What yeah. a game you do to make me think of you. But, or, but I never fall in love you with know, whatever, whatever the words are. And I went, holy shit. They listen, I will never hear that song without thinking of that interview again. Which is fantastic, right? Yeah. I love right. That's why I feel like that somebody needs to bring back the VH1 Storytellers. Those were awesome. Those concerts were fucking amazing. My two favorites were it was yeah. Jason Mraz, which, who's a great songwriter. Whether you guys like his pop bubblegum poppy stuff or not, I don't care. Right. Because I love the guy. Uh and the um, and uh, um, Smashing Pumpkins.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was uh, the Smashing Pumpkins one was probably 15, 16 years ago. And it was when Smashing Pumpkins wasn't really there was Billy Corgan and, and some other people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I can't remember if there was anybody in the band that was an original member at that time. Right. But he that's where I found out about the, you know, one of their biggest hits today, you mm-hmm. know, being about he had made the decision to sit down. He was going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to write a couple songs for us to get some shit out. And yeah. he wrote down today. And that's what today is about. It's in a major key. It sounds happy. Yeah, it does. Today is the greatest. Like, you're yeah, like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And then now dark. that I know that yeah. context, I'm like, that is dark as fuck. Yep. So dark, but so real. Just such a, on a human level, it's so real. And I love hearing shit. Oh, Springsteen did one as well. And that one was like a three hour long, uh, mm-hmm. just. Holy shit. And the cool thing was he played a bunch of shit that, like, it was a bunch of songs. You know, Springsteen has, I think he wrote more hits for other people sure, than he's had. Guys, than, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like Chris Stapleton, Chris Christopherson was like that. Taylor Swift was like that until she went solo. Like, they, they're, they're just powerhouse songwriters, right. you know? What and that? so uh, 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 Jackson Brown was another one. Jackson mm-hmm. Brown has, like, two number one hits or two two top ten hits, mm-hmm. and he's written, like, 15 Oh, uh, David right. Alan yeah, oh,
1: David Allen Coe. David Allen Coe's exact a, same out, way. Yeah, yes, yeah. All those guys. So Prolific anyway, um,
2: hearing the backstory to the songs that I didn't even know were Springsteen songs. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I was like 22 or 23 or something when that Springsteen right. went air. But I watched with my dad, and my dad was like, I didn't know. I'm My dad's a Springsteen uh, like fucking super fan, and he didn't know certain songs that he wrote. And he mm-hmm. never played them live right. before, and he just right. said, like, all right, let's do this. So we talked about uh, we talked about Mr. Loaf during the break a little bit and then we said, Oh, you know, that's what we gotta do. We gotta play uh, we, we we both thought, you know, gotta be paradized by dashboard light, but then you're the one that said, Hey man, how about two out of three ain't bad? That's a great song. I said, that's it's a great two song. out of three ain't bad is and my then, favorite meatloaf song and then on top of that, it's probably in the top twenty best love love songs. Oh, of it all is. Time. And then I haven't heard it so Joe fired up on his phone all the low high fidelity high fidelity of a phone. Yeah. And and he he played the uh the cover of it though
1: from uh The Nitty Duke, Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah, which which is, is
2: a pretty good cover. One of those guys they do like Mr. Bojangles, like their version of Mr. Bojangles is ten times better than Jerry Jeff Walker. Right. Like I and I I don't care who you are. But also I heard that song, I heard two out of three ain't bad first by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band because um uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was 20 Years of Dirt or some sort of greatest hits thing. That was one of the tapes that we would listen to on road trips when I was a kid. Okay. That, and then when us boys got to be too rowdy or loud, my mom just wanted us to shut up. That's when Moondance got put in, and we are just like, I still get drowsy listening, like, the first three <laughs> songs on side A of Moondance. Right. Um, so then so I said, oh, my God, Joe, and, and this is a, such a great song. I'm listening to it, the nitty-gritty dirt band version of it. And I went, that's what we got to do is play that one. That's kind of a tribute to to uh and then I thought, no, we gotta play and that's where you guys heard the Meat Loaf. Yeah. Original Two Out of Three to. Ain't Bad. And I told you it's true. And I said, I, I got a pretty good memory for weird things. I said, I don't think I've heard this song since I've lived in Arizona, I'm pretty sure. And I said, But it's such a great fucking song. It is. And I so I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm going down a wormhole of uh you know of uh Mr Loaf Mr Loaf and Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, but that's a fantastic song. And it's like that's a song like you said, we pointed out like that's one of those songs too like this hasn't happened to me very often either, but I remember pulling into, I don't know, The Maverick or something a few weeks ago, and it, I thought that I must be in a really good mood for this to happen to me, because I haven't done this in a long time. I was like, pulled up into whatever, to parking lot, and had to get whatever it was, probably a five-hour energy, <laughs> and, and um, a song was playing that I really liked, and hadn't heard hadn't earned a while, and I just, I just stood, stayed in the car and finished it out. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. Well, you kind of don't time. have to these days with no, everything you streaming at your fingertips. But, but for some reason, it was I was into yeah. it and I didn't, didn't want to break it. You know, it, it was I wanted to finish the song. The last know? time that they um, the last time that I did that was. Oh, uh, this is sad. Two thousand was that 2017. Yeah, I think it was 2017 when Chris Cornell died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to go to Vegas that day and I ended up going up to Vegas, but I was listening to extreme radio because I used to, I used to listen to that, that radio station for years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I, there was a, my buddy and I were such idiots about this shit that on Sunday nights we would drive out of town toward like chloride and park and listen to this three hour long radio show. So called, you could, Cause you could, because you are hear, it, hear it, yeah. clear yeah. most of the time around town, extreme radio, unless you had a good antenna or something like that, it mm. was just scratchy as shit but there was this one show on on sunday nights called it hurts when i (laughs) pee and it was local music and new Been There. new music right (laughs) it's new music and local music like up-and-comers like that Mm. are probably going to blow up i heard lincoln park on that the first time wow uh shout out to the hawthorne heights crew only one of you guys listens to this podcast but i appreciate it um and a bunch of other bands that's some good memories but they really good memories but so, I, but, um, Extreme Radio used to do, uh, what they called back patio sessions. And they mm-hmm. would release a CD. I think they had four of them that they put out. And what it was is like whenever they would have a band that was like, that the, it was a concert that the radio station promoted, they'd have a band in the studio mm-hmm. and have them record on their back patio.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So they would nice. record live versions, acoustic versions of their songs. And there was like tons of great fucking bands that did this. Right. 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 Some of them are just like one hit wonders that nobody's ever heard of, but like, I remember distinctly years and years and years and years ago, I heard that they were starting to do that again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I know Chris Cornell, and I found some stuff on YouTube that Chris Cornell played some acoustic shit like 2015, 2016, and recorded it at Extreme Radio because it popped up on on uh, on 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 youtube my algorithm was like oh shit i didn't know he played that it's gonna pop up now since we're talking I, about it in I, I, microphones. I hope so but yeah absolutely well one of the first times chris cornell performed nothing his version of nothing compares to you which is uh right up there with two out of three ain't bad as sure. far as one of the best love oh, songs yeah. of all time yeah. breakup song yeah. um and you know the the, the version that i've that we now have heard that's out on an album that came out I think last year that he, it's all covers
1: mm-hmm.
2: is him his guitar another person playing like a lead and then a, uh, somebody playing a cello which nice. is a beautiful oh, it's yeah. so good this was just him and the guitar and his incredible voice everything goes good with and cello I'm yeah, for, there's always room for cello <laughs> there's, there is in every song just about there's always room I'm for cello I'm telling you this heartwarming story and you're like there's always room for cello <laughs> go ahead yeah i'm gonna cover my drink now anyway uh, so i'm like listening to extreme radio seeing like they were gonna do some like a a Soundgarden tribute or something like that and 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 they did and then like the dj came on and I, i shit you not it was the guy he's like hey uh this is homie uh i'm i don't normally dj but i'm gonna i'm gonna fill in for about an hour because i have a lot of personal stories and and personal contact with Soundgarden and with uh you know chris cornell personally Mm -hmm. uh over the years and you know and because and i was like and homie his real name is holmes and he Mm -hmm. just went by homie as on the the radio right homie was one of the guys that hosted it hurts when i pee and i got fucking super excited i was like i'm gonna call into the studio which i did Mm -hmm. after this next part so i'm driving to fucking Coles or some boring place like that and uh i'm sitting in the parking lot and i hear the ve- like pull into the parking lot and i'm like i want to listen to the rest of this and then he uh he's like all right this this uh this is going to be my last song um i'm going to sign off with this and da-da-da. this is chris cornell from our back patio sessions it hasn't been released on cd yet or anything we don't know if we're going to do those again because nobody buys cds so you know without further ado chris cornell singing nothing compares to you and I was like get the fuck out of here I sat in the parking lot listened to it choked up and immediately was like fuck this 702 it's so funny it's like 702 755 1075 that's Mm -hmm. her number because I've called it a million times won tickets and shit like that Mm -hmm. so I called and they're like extreme radio I'm like is this homie And he goes yeah who's this I'm like this is Joe Fellers from Kingman Arizona do you remember me and he's like Joe holy (laughs) shit what are you doing I'm like I am in. I was driving up to Vegas I heard about Chris Conrell this morning I just by happenstance turned on the radio Five minutes, like to listen to extreme radio, mm-hmm. right before you came on on air, right. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Because he's station director. He doesn't get on air anymore. He does maybe some promos and recordings sure. and shit like that. But he doesn't need to do that anymore, right? And uh, I was just blown away. And I was, you know, just thinking about all all those times listening. Like he was the first guy on on that radio show on Sunday night to break. um What was uh, Audio Slave? Did you ever listen to those guys? Yes. With Chris Cornell, basically. Yep. Rage Against the Machine, but with Chris Cornell. Right. He was the first one to do that. Like, he was the first one to break them in this area. Like, where he's like, hey, check this out. This is a demo we just got. Because that's what he was. He, those guys would play shit that would get them in trouble. But right. like, they just didn't care. Because nobody, not, not not a lot of people listen to Sunday nights. You know, right. it's just like, and it was from like 8 to 11 or something like that. So, uh, he was the first one to play that. And that when he was talking about his personal like connection, I knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, and he's like these guys are going to blow the fuck up I'm like he didn't say fuck on the radio but anyway so I'm talking to him and he's like man you doing alright I'm like yeah I'm okay I'm a little emotional because Chris Cornell died and you played that fucking version right, I can't right. believe you played that song I'm sitting here in Kohl's over in and Cole's over and Stephanie and he's like oh shit what are you doing later on? So we ended up meeting up for lunch and catching oh, up and, cool and shit. shit. Yeah, it was, it was really yeah. cool. He was a good dude. But anyway, that was like my weird Chris Cornell thing. It was like, God damn it. Then so when I found out Meatloaf died, and I am thinking, that's another fucking musician that I would love to have seen live that I'll never be able to see him. Yeah. And I think back on that. Like, as much as I don't listen to Linkin Park anymore, I, I loved, would love to know, see him again. I don't know why I didn't make effort to see Meatloaf in concert. Because cause I really liked him. Like, they were powerful. Every time I was, again, when I knew they were going to be on some show or something, I would make sure I watched it. Yeah. Because it's not the world is different now, where you can just download it. You yes, can speak, or just exactly. Watch it anytime yeah. you want. But uh, I'm just kind of wondering why I never did that. But um, there you go. I know we want to talk more about Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf is a big deal. It was a Big deal. It's a big deal. And then, but uh, also Louis Anderson. God yeah. damn it! Like yeah. Louis Anderson was just the, the first time I remember Louis Anderson was in some movie that I have been looking for the title of for literally 15 years. When my brother, uh, no, my uh, not my brother, uh, yeah, no, it was my brother mentioned, hey, do you remember some movie where it was like this one pudgy scoutmaster and he was leading like these Boy Scouts or like Cub Scouts or something. <laughs> they ended up getting lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I do remember that. And I, then I started remembering it was Louis Anderson was the scoutmaster and he was like bumbling over shit and like didn't know really know what he was doing. He was just he was trying to impress somebody's kid or something i'm trying to remember this is kind of a kid's movie kind of not and that had to have been in the late 80s right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i still don't know so any of you people have an idea what that is i guess i could maybe go through louis anderson's imdb profile which i remember trying to do one time but that man was in everything right but he was i also he was fucking hilarious in um uh coming to america oh yeah Yeah, because he was like the assistant manager you know
1: yeah Yes, it was, it you'll was, be
2: on Mop Duty pretty soon. You'll be on Fry Duty. Me, <laughs> I'm almost up to burgers. That's where the big money is. They're <laughs> just fucking <laughs> dying laughing every time. He was just so funny. Oh, God. That's hilarious. And then, um, oh, I, I'm going to back up just a little bit. but I And I've missed, yes, Louie Anderson. I, Mr. Loaf. He, yes, Mr. Loaf. Not Mr. Loaf, but it's like, remember we were talking the other night at the cellar door. We'll talk about whether they have some coming up things yeah. with them soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a, that, it's not a segue, but we should really just rattle them off before we forget. It's not, but I was going to say, we talked about uh, what kind of music and, 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 and Crystal is like, we got to do this or that. What do you think about that? You were just kind of talking about stuff in general. And now I'm thinking of cello. They need a, a female cello player in there. Just, cellist. Cell, thank you. Just say cellist. Cell, uh, sorry about that. Yes, cellist. Yeah. That's what they need. In there as a cellist. Would you say that they need a chesty cellist? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not really a boob guy, but that's fine. Oh, oh okay. If they do have right. have a chesty, che- that's that's fine. But <gasps> but a, a a female cellist, a female would be preferred. Oh, is, is that is that it? That's all I care about. Okay. Yeah. And that would be a good. I want to learn how to play the cello just so I can be discriminated against by you. <laughs> that would be a good uh, that would be a good venue for that. The cellar would be perfect. It really On would be. Some some certain evenings yeah. have a cellist. And they're well, playing. Speaking of the cellar door in yes. downtown Kingman, Arizona, they are one of our sponsors. Uh, that is not what I have things right I grabbed the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a hell of a lineup this week. Yes. So Wednesday night, okay, as you people hear tonight, okay, so Wednesday the 26th is trivia night. And it's alcohol-themed. One round will be beer. One round is going to be wine. One round will be something to do uh, a bartender's pick. Which I, the way like Jeremy kind of about mentioned about it. Questions about alcohol, questions about yes, drinks, questions about. That's correct. That's so. this Wednesday. If you folks are listening to it, the day this drops, it's Wednesday, the 26th. All right. Thursday, the 27th uh, of January, Richard Soli's. Everybody's acoustic, favorite, day, local guy. Just yeah. incredible. Yep. And he's so talented. He's so always, talented. A, always a good. Uh, and he next... plays, I believe he plays every Thursday. I think that's what Crystal was telling me. Pretty much every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are all at. Uh, uh, trivia night starts at 6 p.m., so get there a little early to find a table, because last trivia night I was there, it was packed, and people were standing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Thursday. No, Friday. No, Thursday, I was just making sure. That, oh. that music starts at 7 p.m. Thursday. Yep. Friday night is the composer of our outro music yes. and frequent guest, sometimes infrequent guest, of the podcast, mm-hmm. Leonard Interior. Guess who just texted me, Mr. Interior. Mr. Interior. Mr. Interior. I said, "Hey, man, uh, we're gonna come see you Friday." And he goes, "Oh, thanks. That's awesome." And I told him we we're gonna talk about it on the uh, the podcast too. Yeah. So there's Mister Interior. Do you want to tell a little little uh, story about uh, Mister? Oh, like God. you talked to uh, the the first owners, the founders of the Sower? Oh, container. I thought you were gonna be like when I when he was on the podcast and I asked him. So, oh, what are you? Because he's he's uh, what I call him. Uh, he's the first person I ever said, "Man, you are ethnically ambiguous." And he's <laughs> like, "What the hell does that mean?" I'm like. How often do you get mistaken for other ethnicities than what you actually are? And he's like, every day. There you every that's, day. There's the point. And I'm the like, point. that's because you have you almost have jerry curl hair, but it's not. Right. And you almost could be like South Asian, but you're a good sized dude, so you're not a tiny guy. Right. You could be Pacific Islander, but you're also not a giant guy. Right. And I'm just like, what are you? <laughs> and then <laughs> you're I'm like, you're, point, when you you're not... Part black. Ab, are you are not, you? That's right. You're not black, are you? <laughs> that we opened with that and yeah, he knew exactly. it too he knew we were going into that right and that was the didgeridoo when i made the didgeridoo. the didgeridoo did you play the didgeridoo as well since you're an aborigine and he's like you better didgeridoo don't mention that again <laughs> um and he brings it up every time he's like hey didgeridoo don't just, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
2: what were you oh no nancy and scott, scott he, oh. he used to play there on a more regular basis i didn't know that richard richard I didn't know that Leonard Interior's real last name is Interior. I thought it was like a uh, like a stage name. Sure. Because I wasn't pronouncing it correctly. It's, people because know Scott and Nancy. They were yeah. former teachers of the Kingman area, and they they opened up. That was one of their dreams to have a little it was wine a little wine, beer and wine bar, and, and they, they opened did, up the cellar door. they did a door. fantastic job, yeah. too. They were the first owners of yeah. cellar door, then they sold it to Diana, and now yep. Jeremy and Crystal own it. So yep. um, Scott is... A little soft spoken Kind of quiet And Doesn't talk a lot But when he does speak You better pay attention Because it's either Going to be brilliant Or it's going to make you Piss your pants laughing Or both Like really dry Sense of humor also And he He had this kind of Weird way of talking It was kind of fast it kind of reminded me Like of Obama a little bit You know how Obama Oh yeah 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 Joe Biden Kind and then of, the U.S. economy. Kind of a certain uh, like, uh, a pace, a certain exactly. uh, like a, a timber or whatever. And it was like a kind of a quiet, uh, almost a half whisper, you know. Yeah. Which I'm sure w- w- did wonders as a, as an educator because mm-hmm. you can, if you calm kids down, you can kind of. Or you, ha- you have to listen yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah, speaking loudly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I was like, as Leonard, I was just sitting probably by myself at the cellar door. Scott was, uh, was bartending leonard was playing and nobody had showed up yet i think it was early and i was like hey scott why do you think he calls himself leonard interior and he goes hmm he thought for a second he goes throws his hands up he goes well i don't know probably because he plays inside all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and i immediately asked leonard uh like i i didn't ask i didn't immediately ask him it was years later when we when he was on the podcast yeah and I was like I told him that story I'm like so is that your stage name? He said, no, it's my that's my real name. My real last name is Interior. It's it's you're right. it's Tagalog. It's from the Philippines and I'm like oh shit. And I feel right. like a real horse's ass. And then I told him that story about Scott and he can't could not stop laughing. He still thinks it's the funniest shit in the world. So I haven't seen Mr. Leonard Interior in in quite a while. So I think I I think he was just finished up a set he was at the cellar door not that long ago, yeah. and I think I didn't really know it. Or you didn't know. We didn't know it. I didn't know he was playing for some strange yeah, reason. Yeah, we went I don't over there, and it's like he was like f- f- closing up. I'm sure went, it was a the failure f- of mine. Fuck? Yeah. Well, I'm not blaming you. Yeah. But he is, if you haven't seen him, he's very talented, one of the most, very respected by all the musicians around here. Yes. He's such a good guitar player. And, uh, and um, we should, you should text him right now and see if he'll play two out of three it ain't bad.
1: <laughs>
2: I will. I, Tell uh, him that we'll sing backup.
1: Oh, God.
2: We can do, like, the high harmonies of the, the females, uh, 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 like, female singers in that song. Don't be sad. I'm going to start practicing now. Two I two should play my three. bagpipes and That's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> too- <laughs> you were just talking about uh, volume in the cellar door, and you want to play bagpipes oh, in there? Oh, God, yeah. God. I, I feel like bagpipes are one of those instruments that like could really make or break an establishment. It and really I think that could. might break that establishment. Please don't do that. I have a, uh, I have a uh, another story about a story, uh, or not a story, uh, about songs having stories. Yes. Yeah. We may have spoken about this because we've had this podcast for way too many years already. But you know the group The Flies?
1: Or yeah, flies, yeah, flies, whatever, yeah. And they, the have the a, flies. they have a
2: song... Uh, um, Got you where I want yes. you. That that's kind of their one. They're not necessarily they, one hit wonder. They are that de- was, they are 100% one hundred percent. Right. one hit wonder. And I don't think they ever came out with another album. I used to love that song, and I actually bought the CD. And I remember listening to it or listening to the story. Now, I know where I was. I was in a drive-through of a Wendy's, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I remember exactly Just where I was. Listening to the flies, getting my baconator on. No, no and it was it was asking me, if they had any hot redheads back there. There was an interview with him, and the guy has a story with the leads, whoever the fuck that guy was. You know, he said, "Yeah, there's a here's the story." So they were at, um, you were wrapping up. So it was some show. Maybe they were playing at a small venue. And they were just getting kind of, kind of popular. But there was a, a, an attractive uh, female that the their bassist, let's say, or their drummer, was really into, you know. Or he, he thought. Uh, and if you listen to the words of it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, and it's got you where I want you because they're trying to leave. They're trying to get the show on the road, and this guy's holding up the fucking bus because he's trying to get this chick's phone number and stuff. And it's because and he kept saying, "He, I got her where I want her. Man, I'm getting her. Give me a minute. I, I got to get her number." You know, and you know what's her name? I'm dying here. You know, tell, yeah. tell me your sign, all that shit. Because he was, re- he was, doing all this shit. and They're all going, they're all just sitting there going, Jesus. I hope give they it wrote that. Up. S- did the, the rest of the band write that song because he yes, was doing? Because oh, he was, Christ. Yes. it wasn't the guy that was hitting no, on her. No, you know, it was the his band friends knowing it. that he was so pathetic. <laughs> right, <laughs> and they were mad at him. She's not into you. Can we get the fucking bus she's going? Fucking, Can, gonna, the next song <laughs> we write is going to be, she's not that into you. <laughs> right? Can we please fucking go? Damn it, I love those stories. I do too. I do too. I, that that's so. Next time you hear the flies and you're driving around, yeah. The next time you listen, never. To the, literally, the only radio station that would play on is Lithium but, on Sirius XM. But that that's would it. be a great song for like the Swillers to cover because they go. People, people would know that they would go. I haven't heard this song in decades for Dude, a reason. I'm telling you right now, that wasn't that big of a hit. And oh, I was really? in my prime listening to that kind of music. It wasn't as big of a hit as you think it is. And I don't know if it was a, maybe it was regional. Maybe. But I, re- like, you had to tell me, you don't remember that song? How do you not remember the song? It was a huge hit. I'm like, dude, I remember most of the, the one hit wonders from the 90s sure. because they were, they were, I don't know. Like, you were uh, here then, right? When the, that song. I, I think so, yeah. Hit. I think I'd already, yeah, I'd already moved out here. Yeah. And, um, I had to listen to it and I'm like yeah I think I kind of remember this And I think I looked it up And I think it peaked At like number 48 On the top 40 Or something like Alternative I'm not saying It's not a good song I just don't think it, There's as much recognition As you think What is he gonna play Two out of three ain't bad What, what? Are you sure you're ready To hear this I, I, don't, I don't know So I said He goes awesome Thanks I said hey man You need to play Two out of three ain't bad And he goes Who's that by <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leonard Oh, Mr. Interior, Leonard Interior. All right, folks. Maybe don't go see Leonard Interior. No, I'm kidding. He he may be fucking with you because he, he likes be. to do that because he's funny right. like that. I'm just gonna caple. God damn it. Meatloaf, Mr. Meatloaf, the meat. Marvin Lee a day. Anyway,
1: meat loaf.
2: Paul and his one hit wonders. Shit cracks me up. I like that song by the. It, no, I'm telling you, it's a great song. It's a, and and knowing the background and to it, King, Possum Kingdom. Also. Yeah, also a one-hit wonder. I know, I love that song. Yeah, yeah, the toadies. Who like uh, my favorite is when people are like, "Oh yeah, Possum Kingdom," isn't that by Toad the Wet Sprocket? No, nope, that the was another toady. band. That another that it's was another, another band amphibian that had, that had amphibious <laughs> name <laughs> band that came out almost identically the same fucking time. Right. That, uh, there were a lot of those generic kind of alternative bands, and like they just yeah, kind of didn't they, quite take off. Like They just fizzled. I, it was like a little firecracker, and that's it. And another one that is one of mine, and I know Jeremy, when he listens to this, and I, I, I presume Crystal, be just because she has to, sometimes has to listen to Jeremy's music, right? is uh, The Eels. Oh. The Eels should have been way bigger. Novocaine for the Soul is one of yeah. the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, Novocaine for the Soul, Give Me Something So I Don't yes. Die. yes. Give me something... So I get so Novocaine, Novocaine for the soul. Are you fucking kidding? Oh, right, people, are you kidding me? <laughs> Novocaine for the soul. Like, I was like fifteen. when I heard that. I'm like, I need Novocaine for the for my deep dark fifteen year old boy soul. Leonard says, I don't do that song. I might butcher it. <laughs> oh, come. really? You don't do two or three? Like, like you really? should it's come back with, your... well, that's that's funny. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band did it, and they didn't butcher it. Like just <laughs> you're like so are you just goad him into play. Um, but, yeah, funny. there were a ton of those one-hit wonders in the 90s that just didn't – they just kind of never took off, but they were really great bands. Right. Like, one of the um, – I think there were too many it – it's like when uh, – right, it's kind of a spinoff or a happening of, of grunge got really big and these bands kind of got together and did – But they own kinda, weren't – a lot of those, they just weren't grunge bands, I know but they, they, they got grunge. thrown into that whole alternative, like the umbrella, that right. just basically meant not right. pop and has guitars, I think. Um, uh, another one is uh, – um, God damn it, I just had it. That I just thought, why aren't these guys way bigger than they are? And they just kind of fizzle Oh, uh not a surf. Oh made the yeah. song popular. Yes. That yep. was they should have been a one hit wonder. And you know what happened? About two thousand nine, two thousand ten, all of a sudden they came out with a new album and it sounded nothing it, it sounded just like their old stuff. Right. But it turns out those guys are really, really good. Yes, they are. Uh Mazzy Star was another one. They've only Mazzy Star only has three albums. She was on... Uh, we heard that the other day. It was... Uh, where were we when Mazzy Starr was we're on? We were at the Cellar Door. There you go. The cellar Door. Yeah. Uh, wine bar downtown in Arizona. Be there. 419 East Beale Street. Fun this week, starting Wednesday. Yes, very much so. Hang out there. God, now, now you got me going down this rabbit hole, because i Actually actually are you going to Google the, famous one hit wonder I don't 90s even, of the 90s brother i don't even need to do that because oh. i've got a playlist on my uh, spotify that i put Full together of one hit wonders well it's it's it, i mean there's a bunch of one hit wonders but it's uh it's the it's from the last 90s party that um that blackbridge threw and i needed music to play in between the bands mm-hmm. so i just put together this playlist that is 9 hours and 20 minutes long <laughs> 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 Nine hours and 20 minutes long uh, Let's see One Hit Wonders from the 90s Yeah uh, Nirvana Clearly it's not a one hit um, Radiohead Soundgarden yeah, Pearl Jam Red yeah. Hot Chili all Peppers those, All those loser bands <laughs> Nine Inch Nails Okay <laughs> The Verve Okay that, yeah, They they weren't really pop I mean they were they, they Bittersweet a couple Symphony good- Are you kidding oh, that's me That's a great song it's, no, but, they, but they never did much but else That's after about that. it yeah. Right Yeah Now I will say this the If I remember correctly Oh no! Never mind. I, I was getting my shit confused. Uh, so who else? Never mind. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, we didn't watch the Foo Fighters. We gotta watch. <laughs> we gotta remember to watch that. Do you think they'll have what he introduces uh, the, the Foo Fight on the, on YouTube? They're gonna have that where it's Christopher Walken. Yes, the we Fighters. will easily find it. There's I promise. No doubt. Okay. Um, toadies, I've got on here the Breeders. Yep. yep. The Breeders did Cannonball. You know that was yep, like their yep. their one. You know, there's a there's a ton of them that just didn't gain much Harvey danger. No, I don't think that guy was that good. Flagpole Sitta, I can't remember the radio station in Atlanta that was alternative rock, but they they were filled with those songs that were just kind of one hit wonder songs all damn day. Candlebox, yep, yep. Lit, although yep. Lit Lit had a few hits, but I I feel like Lit was only kind of a regional thing because they were an Orange County band. Yeah, they were riding that that wave. But anyway, Cake. Cake is one of those bands oh. that should have had way more Go fucking hits. Go in the
1: distance,
2: right? I love that song. That whole album, Fashion Nugget, is incredible, and it's mm-hmm. not even their best album. And that's and and that's uh, that's just that's kind of sad. But it's weird, it's odd music. Cake, Fl- should, Cake should have toured with Hole. Get it? Wow, <laughs> wow, just outstanding. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres did a bit like that. She called it the. She's like yeah, Tool. Tool, Nine Inch Nails, and MC Hammer are going on tour this summer. It's going to be called the Home Depot tour. (laughs) I was fucking, God, damn you, Ellen, you abusive bitch, but you are fucking funny. She is hilarious. Oh, my God, I happened to, speaking of a rabbit hole or whatever, I looked up, she's one of the wealthiest women in America, by far. I mean, she's like... Fucking huge. Like, like, a, like half a billion. Or something. Dollars or almost or something. a billion or something. She's, it's like, what the fuck? She's, she's like Oprah. Like The mo- yeah. real money in this country is nonprofits <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and talk shows. Female talk show hosts, yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, on that if you're note. you're black or gay, because we're oppressed, oppressed white people. Yeah, that's me. I feel oppressed. <laughs> on that note. Very oppressed. All right. I'm so white, I have a white truck. <laughs> anyway, I think on that note, uh, I think we're done. Folks. We'll be the cellar door. If you want to check and come. yeah, you know, come down us, and bully us. Give when us a hard time, come, argue with us, or something. It's going to be literally Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night for, so. for us, well, and, and I'm like kind of looking forward to it, and kind of like tired already <laughs> thinking yeah. about it. All right, folks, we'll see you out there. Take yep. care. Bye.